Find us on the Drake Memphis app and listen to our shows and podcasts on Spotify, TuneIn, or anywhere you search for podcasts. DrakeHallMemphis.com You betcha. Uh, today, a special day, we're going to be running down all 229 of Taylor Swift's songs ranked in order and playing all of them. I figure it's uh-huh. spring break, no one's listening, so why not? Yeah, I, I got plenty of for popcorn that? And, and one of those diaper pads, so I'm good to go. <laughs> diaper pads, perfect. Luckily, I couldn't name one, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, that, that was a joke. Uh, today is Ask Lawyer Bill Day, and you may text questions for Bill right now, 878-9420. We have um, some already coming in, and some questions to ask him about local affairs But your affairs are important, too, so for free, you get answers and direction from a real attorney. 878-9420. Other things today begins three weeks, 126 basketball games, as March Madness tips, as they say. It all begins today and goes on for three weeks. Now, uh, this is one of those uh, sporting events that becomes more inclusive for even non-fans. And it's because of the office stuff with the brackets and various bars do squares and things like that. So people that don't even care about basketball, it's just, it, it's a form of, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a wager. Your and your chances of winning it are not very good. So, out of all these games, 126 games, the odds of a perfect bracket are 1 in 9.2 quintillion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a lot, is all I can tell you. Uh, The odds of going uh, and hitting every game uh, are just not very good. The odds improve to a bit more, let's say, reasonable. 1 in 120.2 billion, if you know a little bit about basketball. Even that doesn't help you. There will no doubt be some high seeds that beat one of the low seeds. It it happens every year. And so this is going to all kick off today. And the women's uh, tournament begins tomorrow. And so this, you know, sometimes it is fun to do this. But you always, some people guess on upsets and uh, they're let down. But it all starts today. I didn't look too deeply into where these games are. I'm guessing they're on TNT, TBS, uh, a lot on ESPN. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'll I'll find out here in a minute. I can only do so much research, okay? So, uh, so that is what's going on. And various other things we need to explore, and there's some rock and roll news and entertainment-type news, and... Doggy news to begin the affair. Uh, for as many years as there's been this list, I'm guessing, America's favorite dog breed has always been the Labrador Retriever. Uh-huh. And then the Golden Retriever under that because they're just unique dogs in their temperament, in their ability to learn. Uh, they hunt. Uh, Sid has one who, who is a, a duck dog. Mm-hmm. I have a lab who is just... Well, we call him Jethro because he's just kind of pathetic. <laughs> that, that explains everything. He, he's 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 as he's as happy as a lamb. Every day is a whole new world, and he doesn't know his butt from third base. 
like many of us human beings. But the lab has been bypassed. It's a trend. They're not really ugly, but they're Frenchy. The French bulldog has eclipsed the most uh, prevalent of dog buying uh, peoples that buy these, you know, purebred animals. They're bred in the U.S., the French bulldog. The breed has had a dizzying rise. Rise. It wasn't even top 75 25 years ago. I wonder why they are, they've become so popular. Now, pugs are really popular. French bulldogs yeah. have little short legs, and they're just kind of ugly. But they're so... Yeah, and they've got that They've got that smushed-in snout that makes yeah. it hard yeah, that you have to, to breathe. And they yeah, have you've got to clean their flaps. <laughs> yeah, pugs have flatter faces, but these little dudes have uh, kind of a flat face. But that does lead to breathing problems and and ear problems. But every dog has its own little set of issues. But the French Bulldog is now the number one popular breed in America. I would guess in this part of the country that the Lab is on top still for the aforementioned reasons. They're, they're, they're good hunting dogs. They're just affectionate and sweet pets and don't attack people and eat their faces off, which is always a plus. So, right, unless you want them uh, to, I guess. I, I suppose. If, if you want to get your face eaten off, Cover your face in peanut butter and just lay down, and it'll be over <laughs> yeah. pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, won't, it won't last very long. Uh, did anybody watch the first show of Ted Lasso, season three on Apple? It premiered yesterday. They're doing one show a week, which I find annoying because <laughs> we've all been trained to binge watch. So I watched one and went, huh? So uh, it's back on. They'll have a new one, I guess, every Wednesday. The shows this year will be a bit longer than a half hour, and they laid the groundwork last night for what is perceived to be the last season. It is all about various conflicts. Uh, Ted misses his kid and kind of wants to go back to America, and there's just, you know, various things, uh, people being being pitted against each other. Uh, Phoebe and Roy are breaking up. If you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and if you didn't, well, you just told them. So It's very soap opera. It, it doesn't give away anything. Um, but they just laid out all the upcoming conflicts. It almost seemed to me a little bit... Because we didn't really know what, what, what the show was when it first, first started. And it was unpredictable and funny and entertaining and emotional in parts this first show felt kind of forced uh, to me the acting was a little bit iffy as if they were trying too hard to do a great last season but we we'll, we'll find out have we discussed the show on Amazon Prime who is on a roll uh, the show Hunters about the people that are hunting Nazis we in have the 70s I, I'm telling you, uh, this. if you are a fan of history and of World War II and of Adolf Hitler, I don't mean a fan, like you really dig him or anything, but the stories about his demise have always been questioned. And uh, Quentin Tarantino turned the entire concept into a film, Inglorious Bastards, wherein Hitler and his uh, all of his uh, buddies and the uh, generals and their wives were drawn to a movie theater to watch a film about the Fuhrer, and they end up 
getting burned to death inside the theater. That was a uh, an alternate ending for what they say happened. The various takes on this are that Hitler and Eva Braun, his wife, who got married the night before they killed each other, or he, he killed her and then himself. The concept has been that, uh, that Nazis don't kill themselves or die. They escape. So Al Pacino is the main star in this, or he was for the first season. In season two, uh, it's a series of, of flashbacks in the 70s. And the, the, the hunters are a group of four or five people that are on, they go to various parts of the country and the world because they think Hitler is alive. Because the concept of him uh, killing Eva Braun and then himself and then being, being, being uh, I guess they, they burned the bodies and dug a hole and buried them in Berlin outside the place where they were staying. Some people don't believe that um, in real life and in entertainment and film. This That storyline is followed in this. It's really a thought-provoking thing. And now I'm on the last of the show's uh, season two, and he is in court uh, to defend himself. <laughs> I don't know how, but it's it really seems realistic and possible and not silly. But uh, Al Pacino uh, is back uh, for this this season too. It's extremely good. That's great. There's so many things. I have a thing today that I think that you're going to really like. And I'm going to have Sid put this on the Facebook page. And I'm going to explain to you quickly what it is. It's, 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 it's very smart. Uh, Wes does this. I do this sometimes. I will subscribe to a certain service. And then when I watch what I, what I want to watch, I just cancel it. And um, I, I have everything except for Paramount+. Plus. This little tool they came up with is called the Streaming Optimizer. Uh, hmm. Cutting the cord should help cut your cost. Use this tool to figure out when to subscribe to streaming show uh, the, these outlets. So you only pay for the shows you watch. Then you click on a link here, or that 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 will go to select shows, because all these services rose to prominence with the promises to help consumers cut the cord to cable TV. Mm-hmm. But the landscape of all of this has gotten so huge, and and is fractured into many pieces. So now it's a little bit like the cable bundles it was supposed to replace. There's too much. Sort of, yeah. So. Uh, plus, the other irritant is the ad-supported models. Now, Netflix hasn't gone that way yet, but they're but they're probably going to. Uh, Peacock, on their new shows like Poker Face, they have commercials. They're a little bit intrusive uh, for like one minute, but it's still too much. But consumers are tired of this already. Uh, a survey of viewer behavior found that half of Gen Z respondents and about half of other groups uh, plan to cancel their thing after watching a specific show. When this watch then cancel approach uh, comes into play, it's hard to manage all of your stuff. So you either pay for all of it, which I guess over the course of a of a month might cost you fifty bucks, but it yeah. adds up. But they've built this tool to help you optimize your subscriptions. 
based upon what you want to watch. So you tell them what shows you want, they figure out when you should subscribe and then cancel to save the most money. Pretty smart. And it is going to really piss off everybody at HBO Max, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Paramount, and so forth. And I would bet you that once they get wind of this, they will react in some fashion. But we can probably put the link up or put the page that I got from the main story from Axios News Service. It, okay. it really could be yeah. helpful. So I'll forward that to you in a bit. And we'll put it up on the Facebook page. And you can look at it and see if you want to try to make some sense of it. But it's 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 a pretty smart idea. So that is uh, in the news today. Other things coming up. Quentin Tarantino. Anytime any artist of any kind says this is their last tour, their last movie, their last book, you go, yeah, all right, sure. Uh, but Tarantino has been saying for a long time that he's about done. This guy has made some remarkable films. Reservoir Dogs, I guess, was his first one. Then there was Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill, Volume 1, Volume 2, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained. I'm missing some, but... He says his last one is going to be, or his upcoming one is his last one. I'll believe it when I see it. We have some audio tape today of Richie Sambora, who is the only reason that Bon Jovi was ever any good. And because he was cute and all, but Sambora was the musical mind behind that band. He wrote the majority of the hit records and his onstage presence and his playing was the key to that band. So there's been talk I can't believe I'm doing a story about Bon Jovi, but uh, <laughs> I can't either. But uh, but but uh, Sam Bora gave it gave it gave this interview to a radio station in England, I believe, and he says what the upcoming plans are. So th- this band was a big deal. They're thirty something years old, and they uh, were out there forever with hits and on the road and did that stuff. So we'll look at some of that thing. There are some interesting news about the foods we eat. Even the fruits we eat may be killing us too, so that's always fun. And uh, we'll carry on and get to lawyer Bill as well. 878-9420 to ask him anything. And he'll be here at 730 to accommodate your needs and help you out with what you may have eating at you. It's easier to find some answers, so go for that. We'll lead off the morning with one of the best songs about the South ever written, heartfelt, a beautiful song from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's called Southern Accents. This is Drake Digital. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning and the afternoon. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. A couple of texts have already come in about streaming services, Netflix and so on. And some uh, pretty smart comments. The guy that said that that's why Apple Plus is doing one show per week for Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. So you won't cancel it for as long as they run. I, <laughs> yeah, well, I signed sense. back up for it. I'll also tell you that I learned in the process. Because my bedroom uh, television used to be smart. Now it's dumb. Because <laughs> the app for Apple Plus kind of vanished off the screen. And that's when I called them up and said, what the... And they were rude about it, and because all they care about is Apple products, 
but the TV in my office is new enough, and the, two, the other two uh, downstairs work fine. But in the bedroom, it doesn't work. And so I am paying them seven bucks a month to watch Ted Lasso, plus uh, season two of a great show called, uh, this, this uh, show called Slow Horses with Gary Oldman. It's um, really a, one of those deep, dark, kind of you know, international... Uh, I guess it's the MI6 and FBI or, or whomever, but it's really good. And they have a number of good news shows on there. Harrison Ford is doing a, his uh, as, as some a, a comedy show. I can't think of its name right now, but they do produce really good stuff. So Apple Plus is worth the time, but they're going to drag this out. That's why Amazon Prime, as far as uh, uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, they began this whole thing with that show called... Um, um, is it the 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 uh, boys? Is is that right, Wes? Yeah, the, the that's superheroes the name of the show. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. I don't know what one, thing you're talking about that they started one, with that. One show per week. Like, oh, I don't come know. On. Dis- come on, Disney man. was doing that too uh, from from early. Mandalorian, on. I guess that was one of those. But um, yeah. yeah, it just makes you have to hang on longer. And some of the texts say, "What Sid?" Somebody says that Netflix does have commercials on their basic plan, just FYI. Mine doesn't. Well, maybe you don't have the basic plan. What do I have then? The it's super duper groovy tier. plan? I, yes, because you can't stand commercials. You're impatient. Well, I don't, I had, I don't know why. I'm not paying. They are the most expensive one. So, hmm. uh, yeah. what else? Jenny says Paramount Plus is free if you have a Walmart Plus account. Really? Yeah, I'm going to run get one of those uh, right now. No. I did. I've never heard of. Yeah, me either. But I thought one time somebody told us Paramount Plus was free. Not, be, I don't related to something else, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I have no idea. I know that they have the oh. two offshoots from Yellowstone. They have Beavis and Butthead, which Wes pointed out their, their new seasons back, and I just have not gone that route yet. But, but I know there's a I'm lot of things to choose from, huh? But I know I'm paying for it. I'm not getting it for free. So what does it cost? Six bucks, five bucks, something like that. Uh, under ten bucks. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. So you, so you add all this stuff up. I get three or four different news services: Rolling Stones, uh, New York Times, not Stones, but Stone. Uh, Axios is free so far, and I get some other newsletters just to torture myself with the news as much as I possibly can, <laughs> and it's working out really, really well. Uh, any more text about that, or is that about cover it? About that, that is the last one. But we were talking, I think, yesterday about the crash of these banks. And yeah. Bob listens from Forest City, and he said the second bank failure was because of crypto. State regula- regulators in New York shuttered Signature Bank, a 23-year-old regional bank that had previously focused on digital assets by becoming one of a few banks to accept crypto deposits after regulators warned the st- stability of the financial system <laughs> could be threatened if the bank remained open. And that's a Forbes.com story. Uh, this thing, I watched way too much of CNBC yesterday just to see what was going to happen. And uh, since the government stepped in uh, to back all of the monies lost from the first crash on uh, Friday... Silicon Valley. That one said, in, it's just incredible how sensitive this system is internationally and how uh, it it's a domino thing. So the European uh, markets were down because of concern over the crash of that bank. 
But in America, they have said, look, everything is okay. Uh, this is not going to be an issue. And the Dow was down 700-something points yesterday and, and ended up uh, gaining back a good bit of that. Um, but it was it, it's a mess. What was lost yesterday in all of the banking news and the talk about interest rates is the inflation report that came out that was hardly, it wasn't even even brought up. The PPI, the, the, the producer price index, showed lower than they thought it would be inflation numbers for the month of February. Prices were thought to rise about 0.3%, that was the forecast, but they fell instead. That should be good news. But so now we have to wait till next week when the Fed makes their move on raising interest rates. Some say it'll be about a quarter of a point. Some say they won't do it because of this this uh, banking concern. But there are many people that say, calm down, it's not like 08. Um, but it's the uh, Dow has lost a bunch of money the past two months. I can check my own thing and look at it and go, well, damn. Uh, but it is a real mess. And European markets were up today. Asian markets were down. So we'll see how all of this opens up today. For all of us watching our 401ks and our investments and see how that goes. But it is a, it's it's a messy thing. Uh, but thank you, sir. Yeah, this uh, this damn Bitcoin, all this crypto stuff is, is such a mess. But they seem to ignore it. Um, I don't know what the heck to do about any of it. Here is uh, a look at something we discuss often, which is your health and what we eat. And what it does to us. Um, how many folks do you know that are obese, that have cancer, that have diabetes, that have various illnesses brought on largely or in part from what they eat? Now, if you eat fruits and veggies, which I do every day, I eat that stuff all the time for the fibrous uh, you know, nature of, of what it do and the nutrients and all that stuff. And then you have the argument about I, uh, every night before I crash, I have yogurt, I have blueberries, strawberries, and blackberries, and some kind of this little, you know, fiber, great grains uh, cereal, all mixed up, up, up together, and it's really healthy for you. Well, then you look at this story about blueberries have joined green beans in this year's Dirty Dozen list. Hmm. And you go, well, that's really comforting. I'm trying to eat right, but I'm eating poison. That's why organic foods cost more. If you go to the store that I will not mention ever again, uh, K. Roger, uh, if you look at strawberries, the organic ones in the same size container as the ones that aren't organic are three bucks more. Bananas are a dime more a pound if they're organic and so on. Uh, blueberries are beloved by people that try to eat right uh, and those that know fruits and veggies because they have anti-inflammatory properties, but they've joined fiber-rich green beans in the dirtiest plants that we're eating. A shopper's guide to pesticides in produce has been released. They analyzed testing data on 46,000 samples of 46 fruits and veggies that was done by the uh, the Department of Agriculture in America. That'd be your federal government. Each year, a list of produce that they rotate is tested by 
staffers who wash, peel, or scrub fruit and veggies as consumers would. And the food is examined for, dig this, 251 different pesticides. Oh, gosh. Uh, so strawberries and spinach continue to hold the top two spots on the dirty dozen. That's comforting. Followed by three greens, kale, collard, and mustard greens. Next were peaches, pears, nectarines, apples, grapes, bell and hot peppers, and cherries. Blueberries and green beans, 11 and 12. Now, if you try to, try to wash all this stuff off and put it back in the fridge, it'll turn to mush. So yep. Can't do that. they found a total of 210 pesticides on the those those 12 foods I just mentioned. So you just can't win for losing. Uh, <laughs> so the organic stuff you... costs more, but is it safer? They take more care. It's probably grown inside greenhouses, not outside. Well, Wes, go ahead. I was just so this isn't stuff you can just wash off. Then you can't open up your green beans and and wash off pesticides before cooking them. Well, or I guess I, don't know. I guess you can uh, because kale is a leafy green. All leafy greens, apples and bananas, cherries, all that stuff. Uh, I guess just a little you know misting of the stuff before you eat it is a good idea. But again, that's why many folks can't go the organic route because it just costs more. Uh, but be advised that some of the fruit and stuff that we eat that is supposed to be good is, you know, it's a, it may be tainted with with Roundup. I I, I don't know. Uh, the uh, organic tastes so much better, though. Oh, it does so taste much better. much better. It's better for you because it allegedly lacks all of this funk that's on the normal stuff. Um and the markup is it's it's it changes depending upon what the fruit is, what what you know fruit it is. Yeah. So let that sink in. Here's the other one that is the most alarming, but people just don't seem to care. What's on your plate? Six in ten of the foods in America contain unhealthy additives. Troubling new research finds the majority of foods that Americans purchase and eat contain any number of artificial gunk, like preservatives, sweeteners, and coloring or flavoring agents. Even worse, this is a an increase from uh, back in 01 of 10%. It makes a strong case that the prevalence of food additives is on the rise in a major way. Is it a money saver? Or is it a sales pitch? Sugar-free. There's something in it that makes it sweet, so you're lying. may not be real sugar, but it's some other kind of garbage that is bad for you. It's in food and beverage, um, obviously. So it's just suggests here that people don't analyze or grasp the impact of what they're putting in their body. And that's why you can look back. I'm no doctor, but... If you're eating this stuff all the time, this, you know, processed foods, you're not doing yourself any favors. And that's why people get cancer earlier. Heart attacks and strokes and stuff occur because you're of your pulmonary area and your cardiovascular system and all that thing, which is gunked up by bad food. Baby food is one of the biggest increases in bad stuff. Hmm. So, so, so your baby is eating this crap from their inception 
and they go on through life and they live on, you know, Big Macs and Whoppers. <laughs> and that's what is the cause of some of these issues. So that's just one more test. Read the labels. Look at what you're eating. It is a, it's a, it's just, it is mind boggling how you can change how you feel and kill the brain fog and, and just the ongoing depression and feeling just bleh by what you eat. On the eating and fast food note, I note one of the stories that Sid has about the restaurant that outsold Chick-fil-A and something else. And I was a bit surprised by this, but I believe that the perception is that if you eat at this place, you're eating healthier. Maybe that's true, maybe it's not, but run down that, that story, Sid. I don't know. The, the restaurant story I have is about uh, a guy suing this restaurant because the uh, boneless wings aren't wings. No, I don't that have, isn't it. I don't have something I've, I've about, got the the, one about the U.S. The, oh, yeah, I've got Wes has it. All right. Yeah. Go, it's, go ahead. It's their app that is outperforming Chick-fil-A and Taco Bell. Oh, the app. Yeah. There's a Wouldn't magazine that mean that the food is outperforming it too? Well, that that is a reasonable you know, conclusion from it because if you're using the app, then you're ordering food from the place more than you're using the app to order the food from other places that have apps. <laughs> yeah. There's a magazine called QSR, which is Quick Service and Fast Casual Restaurant News, and they've been keeping tabs on fast food app downloads since 2021, so the past couple huh. of years. McDonald's is, is still in first place with 3.2 million, then it's Starbucks at 1.3, and third is now Subway with 1 million downloads. So they have more people oh, wow. with their apps than Chick-fil-A and Taco Bell have. And the guy who wrote this article uh, says that it's got to be in part because they overhauled their menu. Uh, they still have the, the deal where you can walk up and say, I want this kind of bread, this kind of meat, and these right. things on it. But they also have a lot more of, here's the sandwich, here's the default ingredients, you can just get it right now. And that's a lot of what people seem to be doing on the app, because it's a lot easier to just do that than on the app. Already made stuff? Yeah. Pre-made? Okay. They're, 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 they're signature sandwich series is what they've got. and so That defeats the whole purpose of, of uh, Subway, I think. Well, but it doesn't defeat the whole purpose of getting a quick sandwich delivered to where you are. Right. So that's right. that's what's working for yeah. them. And, picking and it like up I right said, away. They, they still have on the app and at the store where you can walk up and just, I want a foot-long Parmesan cheese bread thing with this kind of ham and double turkey meat and bacon and all the lettuce that you're allowed to give me or whatever. <laughs> Eat up, America. Yeah. <laughs> that you're allowed but, to uh, give me. So they're also trying to make the digital ordering process a lot simpler and easier through the app. So they, then they have deals through the app and it's just the word is spread about it. And that's why it's the third most popular fast food app right now. So the apps are to pre-order the foods from any of these restaurants. Right. So you can yeah. just go up and say, I, I'm order number this on the app. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's right ready. here. Here you go. Get out. God, we are a nation of lazy, slug-like human beings well, really with the with this all you've changed is the standing in line because you're still yeah. making and, the order and you're still going to go get it uh, i guess if you if you go through a third-party delivery service that's different but yeah i guess and I they send you coupons and and whatnot because someone put the sign yeah. up on my phone like two years ago and it'll pop you know it'll send a text or so 
today get such and such for whatever you know discount or something the so. last thing i want is more crap on my phone or in my email no thank you <laughs> ask lawyer bill eight seven eight nine four two zero bill joins us after these a couple of great old tunes from stephen stills two one of my favorite songs ever followed by poco this is Change Partners on Drake Digital. This is Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Keep up with the shows and podcasts at drakehallmemphis.com. All right, our friend Bill Jones at the Jones Law Firm, now in Clark Tower in middle the middle of part of the city in the famous Clark Tower building on Poplar Avenue. Pretty new pictures and uh, the same old lawyers and uh, the same old business being done in a much easier to access location is the move complete are you still playing with stuff the moves complete uh i have i have my diplomas to hang up and oh we well, better get that done pretty quick i'm thinking i just may not i just maybe I'll, i just won't hang them up and just leave some people in suspense when they come make in. them guess yeah and, yeah <laughs> uh, i may do that um, i kind of like that yeah yeah Where, where'd you or just have some kids make yes. up some you know fake ones with some you know crayons and some poster board. <laughs> I could do that. Okay. I could have kids do do diplomas with crayons. That that's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, I think it kind of you know verifies that you're um, a a man for all people. You know, kids no, but, included. So you know, except for that, we've got uh we are we've got our conference room set up except for chairs. Um, Those might help. Yeah, um, uh, it's when you have five people trying to decide what chairs we 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 just need to get it done. But yeah, that's the only you're, thing we don't have. Is it's your call. Just table. make it. You're the guy in charge. Pick out the chairs that you want and move along. You're just wasting time. All right, I'll put that down. That's my opinion. You're the it's boss. Ones next that, ones that rock. Eight you seven eight just, nine four two zero is the number to call. What you may Our have just re- redeemed yourself from ruining strawberries and blueberries for me. Well. I'm just going to start to wash them off. Um, I don't, and I eat them every night with this yogurt and this great grain stuff. It's good for your bod, but to hear about all the pesticides on this stuff makes you nervous. I have an apple right here and an orange. I have not washed either of them, and a banana, but the price of organic ones of those are not that much different. But But the berries are different, and some stores do not offer the organic option which are, they're better for you and they're cleaner, uh, I guess. But I don't know. It still beats eating handfuls of raw ground beef, I guess. But still, <laughs> it's um, it's kind of concerning. 200 and how many pesticides? Uh, way too many. Golly. Yeah. All right. Uh, text 8789420. Some questions before we go to those. Uh, I was a little bit confused by this letter from the mayor of Memphis, Jim Strickland, who mayors over the city of Memphis. There is a county guy as well, Lee Harris. We have a county commission, a city council. And this is one more thing that I, I will never understand why they, yes, I do understand, but it is a frustration to me to watch the issues that we have in Memphis and Shelby County continue in great part to the division and the issue of two governments and two mayors. I think it is one of the biggest things that's wrong with this area. When you look at some of the American cities that have combined those governments, like Louisville, 
was it St. Petersburg and Tampa or somebody that made it all one big government? It would seem to me that it'd be a lot easier to get things done when you weren't having a competing, let's say, you know, it, there's just something wrong with it. It's, they run up against each other and it causes problems, which is why maybe that uh, Mayor Jim outraged, it says here, by, by what he calls the revolving door at the Shelby County Jail, and he isn't wrong, fired off a letter to the major players in the local criminal justice system on Wednesday. And this went out to everybody in the Shelby County process. The judges, uh, general session court court judges, the commissioners, people who are who are who are appointed by the county commission to set bail in the county, and to Steve Mulroy, the county DA. Uh, he's done this before. The system is broken, and criminals, he said, have no reason to fear the law. The low bonds and weak sentences are to blame. I don't believe that there's anybody who would argue that point. As these kids get locked up for car theft or whatever else, they post bail, they're out and back at it again in two days. I guess the question is, why don't they raise the price of bail to make it harder to get out of jail? And whose call is that? Well, so... <clears throat> The, the first thing to understand, the 14 judicial commissioners, um, they launched this, this program, you know, about a month ago that is trying to, that, that sets this new demographic information on bail. So, the it's been, right, yeah. yeah, it's been set by them. Um, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science. You put in how much do you earn, what kind of offense it is. And then they decide whether or not you, you have high bail or you have uh, low bail. But what Strickland's trying to do, I think here, it, you know, it's it's one of two things. It's either genuine concern for the city, which I, I hope is the mayor. That's that's I think part it of is. it. Yeah, that's part of it. And and what he's trying to do is is basically say, um, you guys need to get on your A game. I want you to be accountable. I want you to post some of these numbers online. That's his big thing. Is it seems to me that he is opposed to the new bail program, and this is his way of either advocating against it or distancing himself from it because he thinks it's going to be a monumental failure. So a okay. letter like this allows him to distance himself and say, "I tried. I I, I tried." But I, I, the, these judges are elected officials. They do their own thing. Um, and, but this and, brings up a few questions. Uh, it was last week when Steve Mulroy announced his new plan to publish some of this data online to create transparency for the court system down there and the bail system and all of that stuff. Uh, Jim apparently doesn't believe that's going to be our our. our have any effect on this the other thing that i think is a problem just because that somebody is poor and can't afford it shouldn't be an issue tough if you do the crime you, this shouldn't be a, the 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 you know bond out number shouldn't be affected by your own you know personal lack of money if you haven't got it, you stay in jail. 
This goes on over and over again. It never ends and talks about these issues. But I think that Jim was, is probably right, and like he's taking himself out of the mix. It ain't my fault. It's the county, like you just said. But why won't they up this and dispense with this formula that is key to turning these clowns loose again in 24 hours? Well, so the, the you know, it's, it's one of these, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, the uh, under Wyrick, so before then, some of the complaints were we've got kids in jail who can't make bond because they're too poor and, and all they're all they've got is weed in their car. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I that was that was the opposite side of the argument, you know, where it was we've got all these people in here on these small misdemeanors filling up our jail for no reason. Well, COVID hit. And you didn't want to put a bunch of people around, so these bail laws started getting more and more laxed. Where it was instead of holding these folks in, let's get them, let's get them out. Well, so define the crime and assign a bail amount. If it's you know some weed, then cut them loose. If it is car theft, don't cut them loose. If it's murder, they stay in jail. Define what the crimes are in various columns and assign a process by which the bail is assigned. Why wouldn't that work? Well, I, I don't know that it would or it wouldn't. I mean, some of the thing you have to understand is you've got the old blue hairs that are down there uh, putting these things in, and they may not be so apt to say, uh, let's, let's, for we just send them on their way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, you look around these past six months they've been tough on memphis and and the general perception is we've we've gone to hell in the handbasket mm -hmm. and what you've got now is you've got it, it just looks to me like with an election cycle uh upon us it, it it looks like everybody's just trying to point the finger at somebody else and say well this, this isn't on me is this isn't this, on me they need a solution for goodness sake and all they do is point fingers and bitch, and it's their fault, this fault. Uh, while the city's crime problems, they're becoming insurmountable. It's a, it's, a, it's a horrible mess. And the car theft issue, these are all you know teenage kids. that they, they, they catch them, they lock them up, and they cut them loose. And then their gangs get back on the street to steal cars. And this is a growing issue. There has to be a simpler answer to this than... The county and the city arguing it's just a mess but i wonder how the mayor's uh his little missive to all these people went over was it just avoided because he's a lame duck or or what do you how did well, they so react he's, do you think? he's got no control over them right none They're, none so i'm i'm the only effect or impact it would be is if it you know i don't know warmed the cockles of someone's heart and they said oh that's a nice sentiment i'll aspire to do that i i don't know that i see i mean again because he has no authority uh over them i'm i'm looking at this saying this this had a huge political element to a letter being written like that as we discuss this i think you're exactly right that what he that 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 what it does is take the city off the hook for the bad decisions made perhaps by the county officials. Uh, it alleviates the pressure on the city 
of which he has he has no control over the county, uh, but it points the finger at the county and their decisions on the bail and all that all the things that are linked to that, and the reaction to it will be nothing. I don't know why you know Mulroy who came out with. Uh, you know, he was he was he was angry and mad, and he ran on transparency and change this, change that. Yet here we sit again with these problems that never ever go away. So Jim's trying to get himself out of the picture. I didn't do it. I tried. Y'all need to wake up, and the equation and the result are not gonna. It's not gonna change anything, which is unfortunate. But there it is. What was the other question we had for Bill that was on your list about guns? This continues up in Nashville, Sid. Uh, what did I send you, Bill? Let's oh, it's see. The gun, it's the gun permits. Oh, that yeah. keeps Expand. expanding yeah. and not being shut down. Yeah. Let um, them buy guns. Well, again, it's it's going to have so much pork on it by the by the time it's done. Now it's low, you know, it wants to lower it to 18 where you can have an enhanced or concealed carry permit. Brilliant. At the age at the age of eighteen, um, I I think it's I, I don't see the bill passing. I mean I, I don't. Um, it is aspirational in nature, and the idea is that if if they're old enough to go to war, they're old enough to have a firearm and carry it around concealed. Yeah, well, the the reason eighteen year olds are old enough to go to war is because they're idiots and they can be kind of ordered around and, and told what to do. Um, I mean, the, the same argument was used by me when I was a teen and wanted to drink beer and whiskey at 18. And I had and to did until, anyway. So, I had, yeah. Well, yeah, but I had to wait until I was 21 to go in and buy it. Up until then, I was still having to pay, you know, vagrants and bums to walk into the store <laughs> and buy Zima for me. Um, Nasty. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, Bill again, Jones these, paying vagrants for Zima. That's a new well, headline. Hey, guy had to do what a guy had to do. But the point I is, eight, 18, look, studies in, in my line of work, we look at it, and, and studies show that a the male brain does not fully develop until the age of 25. That's exactly so, right. So I watched a, two brains not develop until t- about 25. Yeah. Yeah. So putting a concealed weapon in an 18-year-old hands, I'm a big Second Amendment dude. But um, I, I just, I've got a 15-year-old, and the idea of him having a weapon on his person when we're not at the range right now, it should, he, he can't keep up with his earphones, his earphones. Yeah. I, yeah. He'd leave a gun. I, I just you had this story yesterday idea. that uh, caught me off guard. I thought that it was, uh, it was this politician, this, this, this dumb broad, uh, Lauren Boebert. And she made some proclamations about, we, there, she was just, you know, babbling at her usual, you know, level of just being totally stupid. So I thought that that, that the numbers that she was, um, you know, spouting out were wrong. But they weren't because I researched them. 46% of all the guns uh, in America, uh, that's, we have more guns in America than anybody else in the world. We're number one with like it's over it's a hundred something, I guess million guns, and number two had half that number. Um, last year, nineteen million kinds of firearms were purchased in this country, and those numbers are real. 
And so you want to add onto that 18-year-old kids? There are so many guns already available in this country. And the list of countries that weren't even close to us were, you know, smaller countries that are always in some kind of a conflict. But the numbers were staggering. But you add on to it, giving 18-year-olds the right to go out and, you know, buy them a new rifle or two for, or, or some kind of a handgun because they, they want to be cool. I think they can Problems. already buy a rifle. I mean, I think it's it's the handgun. It's um, the handgun issue that's the problem, yeah. Because there's, you know, there you're always going to have the hunting argument, especially yeah. here. Um, I mean, I used to. I've I've told this before. I used to carry a hunting rifle to my school. A lot of kids did, yeah. And we'd keep it in our lockers because our principal didn't want it in the back of our trucks. The problem um, has changed, so. But, yeah, the, the problem's changed. So, again, to me, whether we're talking about crime, whether we're talking about bail, I'm going to end up sounding like a broke record. The problem starts at the home. When, yep. you, when you have broken homes, when you have folks that can't co-parent effectively, um, the, I mean, that's, that's where the problem starts. We, we, we just talk. It, it's, it, it's a never-ending discussion, and we end up beating this dead horse over and over again. But... A day doesn't go by when I don't hear about somebody who they have a friend next door whose car was stolen, and it gets worse all the time, and nobody has any answers. This last this last uh, cold hit that we had cracked my windshield all the way down, so I had oh, to go no. get a brand new windshield. And when I pulled into the auto glass place, I am not kidding you, there were a minimum of 20 cars that they had stacked on top of each other. Golly. All with broken windows and bags taped over their window. Yeah, somebody brought up the idea that maybe you should just tape one of those black bags to your window as if your car has already been, you know, smashed into, and they'll leave you alone because you've already been been hit. But that that likely will not, not be happening, but... Uh, and also, there was one uh, in Midtown, a friend of ours, next-door neighbor. They had it on some kind of a a video camera. These kids got in this car and hot-wired it and were gone in 10 seconds. 10 seconds. It's time to bring back, what was that tool from the 80s? The that club you put on? that Wes had. Listen, the club. I've, got, I've got the answer. No bring one the ever... Club back. No one ever messes with my car, and it's because it's a, it's a stick shift, and and these little <laughs> yeah. kids don't know it's how to operate yeah. a stick shift. Right. So if if you want your car not stolen, get a stick shift. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I'm surprised that 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 thing hasn't come back uh, into being on TV and TV ads uh, to make your car immovable. And if somebody's smart, they'll bring the club back to stop some of this, but it won't stop. It never does. I'm waiting for it to expand down to South Haven and Olive Branch. Well, now, it I saw something. I saw something online. Uh, maybe during during the break, I'll look it up and see if I can find it. There was a um, – Shelby County was giving out something that went over steering wheels, I believe. I think I saw that online. Yeah. Or that it was something familiar. like the club. Well, someone needs to do something because it's an unfixable problem at this point. Uh, time for a little timeout, a break, 8789420. Ask Lawyer Bill anything about your legal woes. He will give you an answer or find somebody who can 
give you an answer. And it's all for free. And that doesn't happen anywhere except here. Ask Lawyer Bill continues, 878-9420. After a couple of tunes here, here's Manfred Mann from back in the day, the mighty Quinn. This is Drake Digital. Find us on the Drake Memphis app and listen to our shows and podcasts on Spotify, TuneIn, or anywhere you search for podcasts. DrakeHallMemphis.com Podcasts are rolling in here. Podcast. Text. This is all confusing <laughs> to me. There's text. There's emails. There's Twitters. There's We have text coming in for Lawyer Bill. 878 He's here today, so let's get right to those texts. Sydney, go right ahead. All right, this is a two-parter. What is the website you talk about where you can search for one to do, an attorney to do a certain thing in your area? Because my mother-in-law is incapacitated and my husband has power of attorney, we've been advised to get all our assets put into a trust, and that's why I'm asking. But uh, is that the best thing if we decide to put her in assisted living, is, is setting up trust? We've been told it won't help. The state will take take it if she ends up owing money after all her cash is gone yeah um so okay let's deal with them as they came uh the website is avvo.com a-v-v-o.com it it was a lot more robust back in the day Um, now you really have to root through it to see um, who you want because it's so they figured out that it worked well. Advertisers junked it up, so you kind of have to dig through there uh, yeah. and look for the actual areas now instead of just the the paid advertisements. Um, but it's still reliable for narrowing down practice areas. But a Google search, a Google search these days works just about as well. Now, if it's out of state, Avo is still a great resource to help you find somebody out of state. All right, second part of your question. Putting uh, what you're talking about, there's this thing, guys, where at the end of of an individual's life, if they have to be put in a nursing home uh, and Medicare is going to pick up the tab, well, we don't want this person leaving $3 million to their grandkids if you and I, as taxpayers, are paying for their end-of-life stay in treatment. So what the government has said is we're going to take those assets uh, or enough assets to cover what Medicare has spent out if you have those assets, okay? Um, There's a look-back provision on that, which means if you try and transfer just for the purpose of avoiding that, then the government can undo whatever that transfer was. So it's tough to get around that problem. If you're, if you're wanting to create a trust just for that issue, um, it, it may not be beneficial for you. If you're trying, that's why it's better to do estate planning now. For example, now that you're getting ready to put her in a facility, if you did a trust now, it's pretty open and obvious to the whole world why you're doing it. Um, but if you, you know, if you did a trust 10 years ago, um, when everybody was happy and healthy, then it would be more difficult for the government to try and seize any of that. I hope that's helpful. Uh, and we do do trust now, so you can contact us if if you decide that's a route that you want to go. But from what I'm hearing, it, it doesn't sound like that, that may, may be um, helpful. Let me ask you this just on that same note. If it 
comes time that um, the the old folks need to be uh, in a in a safe place and be you know cared for, and it's being paid for by Medicare and not by them. Do they end up in a less than top of the line place? Yes, because it because they're on some kind of a you know charitable contribution thing. That's correct. It's generally a state-run facility. Um, and, and reviews and, from there can be horrible. Yeah, and again, that's why a lot of this doesn't happen. Um, because I, I, I love my kids, but I don't want to leave them money to my detriment where I'm, you know, where I've got somebody wiping the applesauce off my chin once a week. That's I'm just not down with that. I'll do it. Um, I appreciate that. But Aww. yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd want to pay, you'd want to pay money to have end of good end of life treatment if you had it. So a lot of times this isn't even a real issue, but it's people here, um, that the government's going to take your stuff and they get all up in arms. Well, they're not really, they're, they're only taking it if you're taking their dime first. Yeah, I think sense. it's just, it, it's just, just a horrible you know, vision to me to be in one of those places, having to have somebody wipe your ass and you know sponge you down and you know feed you. I'll I'll have to pass on that. I'll check out before I get there. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I'm not gonna it's, I'm not gonna be sweet awful. and say I would do that for you. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to ever be in that position, and I'll just have to exit otherwise. No, no way, Jose. You give not me a hand of happy pills and I'll, and let me float away. With yeah. That yeah. A bottle of Jack. Well, n- n- never mind. Uh, you get the point. Uh, next question: eight seven eight nine four two zero. This one says, "What does Bill think of the federal judge blocking the public from hearing arguments regarding the abortion pill?" Not familiar with that. Um, There's a pill to... that is it. Is this the one said? Is that this the the California Walgreens? Yeah. I don't know. That's the. Uh, they're trying to ban Which, this as and any other form of aborting a fetus. And this pill apparently does that. But California has shut Walgreens out of the state. Um, but less liberal places don't want it to be available for anybody for any reason. Yeah, but what Once he's again, saying is why, that judge why it's their business is still beyond me always. Well, it's it's I don't, I, the judge in this. I I haven't heard of a judge shutting down arguments. Now, I know that cameras aren't allowed in in the Supreme Court, uh, but there's audio recordings of it. So I'm I'm not sure why there's a gag uh, order unless they're trying to protect some some secrets uh, of the manufacturing process. Of it's the just a very touchy topic, and it is. Look, I, I make no. I make cameras no of it about in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm your yeah. I'm your pro life, your pro life pal. But I'm I'm not you know I'm not crazy. Um, I, I have deep seated beliefs on the issue, and it's something I think differing minds can differ over. Um, I I get it. It is a closely hot topic for everybody. I just uh, don't I don't understand why why the government has any should have any say in what a woman chooses to do or not. They love them when they're in your body and growing. When they're out, they could give a damn less. Their arguments could go on forever, but let's not even go there. 
888-978-9420. What else, Sid? Ryan says, my 16-year-old son has a court date coming up in South Haven for a simple domestic assault. Sorry, I don't have the paperwork simple. on me. Really? Does, does he need a lawyer? Can we keep it off his record? Can a lawyer help that to happen? Yes. Yes. At 16, with domestic assault, you most definitely need, uh, need to get an attorney for the kid. Um, I don't know what happened, um, but so domestic assault generally means he, he's hit a girlfriend or a mother or a father or some family member or somebody that he's in some form of a relationship with. So uh, you're going to need to get him somebody, so you want to keep it off. You're going to ask for this thing called diversion, uh, and that is where they basically – Put it in the file and say, we're going to sit on this for a year. If he goes and sends no more, we'll drop it from his record, provided that he goes through all these courses and classes and anger management and, and whatnot. Um, so he's gonna, 16 years old? Yeah, you're going to try and mm -hmm. get something like that for the kid. But, yes, it is. He should just stick to, you know, robbing people in their cars. Well, unless you, want, unless you want him living in your basement at 30, um, it, you need to get this off his record. Otherwise, he's branded well, as a as a you know a female abuser this early in life. Oh, that's a good time. All right, great. What else do you have there, Sydney? We got a couple more. Uh, what of the election commissioner's insistence on obeying the law that candidates must live in the city five years before the election, even though it disqualifies three announced candidates? Because nobody pays any mind to it. Because Harrington lived in Horn Lake for his tenure, so why even bother? Nobody look, goes by the rules anymore. Well, there, there's a certain degree that is. I don't look. I don't. I don't agree with the five-year thing. That that's that could affect me. I, I mean, um, I plan on running for judge our, our next election cycle. Um, and Are you I serious? In, yeah. Uh, and and I'm in Olive Branch right now, so I'm going to have Can to. Can you move. practice law still? Um, no, but I mean, look, you're, you're seven years away. It's the election's seven years away. So I've got plenty of time. Um, but I'm just going to have to buy a place somewhere in, in Memphis and move my residency up here. It's not that big of a deal, but if you tell me that I have to be here for five years, I've got a problem with that. Um, especially since Olive Branch and South Haven are just, you know, suburbs of Memphis. That, so that seems it. a little bit silly. I mean, I, I don't look, I spend tax dollars here. Uh, I work here. Um, I'm proud of this place. I, I've been coming on the airwaves here for years. It's where I was born and raised. Um, I, I, I wish I could run right now and still live in Olive Branch. I, I, I get I get that. Uh, but I'm with you when it's a suburb in a situation like this where it's really just Memphis South. Um, I'm torn on the issue, but the geographic breakdown of this whole thing maybe is unlike other cities, but most cities like Chicago or Dallas, if you live in a place that is, you know, bordering or already in the city, but they're a city themselves, these these rules get really, you know, gray area, I think. Yeah. But this one just sounds a little bit excessive, as do many laws, but there they are. Okay, one more, Sid. What do you have? Mm -hmm. uh, on the note of the kids, I guess, getting back out of jail right away, they, uh, this person says, what about 
these juveniles, can, can, can't we at least control the release of these kids? Why would you let the kids go back into the same homes that cannot control them? That's a good, uh, good uh, question there. Mm -hmm. Well, in order to effectuate that, what are you going to need? You're going to need more foster parents. And for that, you're going to need more, you're going to need Patient more money. Yeah. Um, but truly, we don't hold the parents, except for truancy. So if a kid's out of school, except for truancy, we just don't really hold parents accountable for the actions of their kids. Um, that, that would change some stuff, but you, you can't yeah. do that. But the relationship that, between a, You know what, though? That's a really interesting point to make. Um, if these kids are just, you know running in the streets wild at 15, doing you know, crimes that they are released right away on. Why can't you hold the parents responsible? I suppose you're breaking it down to, well, he's being raised by his grandma or his auntie. Sure. So how do you define who his, who his, his parent is? Well, the, that's the, where it gets messy, I guess. The parent, the look, the only thing that they can do again, if they're true and if they're not sending the kids to school, the parents can be held accountable. Um, it should be. But past that, if a child does something bad or gets in harm's way, they can say that the child is dependent and neglected. Okay, and if that happens, you can terminate that parent's rights. Um, but that's it. So it's like, hey, I'm, I wasn't doing a good job of parenting this kid. You're going to terminate my rights, so now I don't have to take care of this kid. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's just a vicious, vicious cycle. Yep, it is. It seems like all of our topics are vicious, vicious cycles with no solution. And that in itself is a great frustration for a lot of people. But it just goes on and nobody why, stops look, it and it's, uh, it's a mess. That's why politicians, lawyers, and the media will always have jobs because these things just continue on. Yep. Yep. Well, it's uh, not really upbeat, but there you go. That's uh, pretty much the nuts of it. Uh, right there with our friend lawyer Bill. I'm glad I could Bill. cheer everybody up on this happy, yeah. jolly morning. Pretty upbeat. Pretty We're upbeat. all screwed, folks. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The end is near, so just it's uh, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, just a reason to get drunk. Uh, so and you and you aren't Irish. You're just some dill hole from Horn Lake. So shut up. Uh, are you and the kids at the office doing any of your bracket stuff, or do you care? We have brackets. Uh, we have brackets up, and uh, I have, I have uh, UCLA winning the whole thing. A lot of folks like them to be uh, the ones that emerge. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, ignore the uh, Tigers. They have played. They were out of control this past weekend, beating uh, Tulane by about forty points. Well, that was the what, that was the score. So they, they would beat, have to uh, beat Houston. Well, uh, and if they, they if they, if they win, made the run. If they They'll made play the Purdue run. on my, Sunday. My brother and I were talking about it. If they made the run, in his bracket, he's got them where they, they would have to beat Tennessee, so they'd have to beat their in-state rival. Then they'd have to beat Kentucky, so you, you, you go through Cal. Then uh, Kansas State, I think he had. So, I mean, it would be a, a truly heroic rival run all the way up for the Tigers. So that, that would be, be after – they had to get by uh, Purdue. That's right. 
which is likely not going to happen. But they're playing so well now, anything can happen. But the game is 8-20 tomorrow night against mm-hmm. uh, Florida Atlantic, one of the four teams that has won 30 games this year. But they haven't played the same kind of competition. They've played teams in Conference USA. So the Tigers, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites, and they will likely, or they should win that ball game, and then face Purdue. And Purdue has that, that, that goon that is about 7-4, I think, right? Is that correct? Or somebody does. No, maybe not. I'm, I don't know. But it is it is all pretty fun to watch. Well, thank well, you. It's, um, it's, it's opening weekend of the SEC uh, baseball. So Old Miss travels to Vandy this week. We're 13-3, and three, but Vandy's always comes to play. So you know, It's going to be cold and wet, too, so SEC that should be a, a lot stars. of fun. Baseball, baseball, basketball, everything is going on. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate you being here with us every Thursday, and we'll look forward to your podcast this weekend. We're going to we'll announce the times it is on um, probably, well, I guess today at, at uh, some point. So you and your brother can bang something out, and we'll look forward to having some judges on and some other people that can do this these, these uh, podcasts with you because they're interesting and they're helpful. Uh, how do we contact the Jones Law Firm? Yeah, 761-5353 is the number. The website is lawyerbill.com. Thank you, my friend. We'll see you soon. Thank you, William. Thank you all. Have a great week. Take care of yourself. We'll be back in a sec. Here is Florence and the Machine. This is Drake Digital. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. Speaking of chicken, weren't we? Uh, At some point. Maybe not. (laughs) Um, here's, Here's one more thing about the food we eat and the things that we're buying that are non-organic and or organic. Fruits and veggies were on a new list in case you missed that discussion this morning. Uh, Blueberries and something else were added to the list of things that are the most laden with pesticides and various kinds of fungi and God knows what else because of all the things that that are sprayed on them. The organic versions cost more. And so I guess the, the the easiest way out is to wash stuff before you eat it. Now, if it's berries that are already soft and kind of mushy, you may have some issues there. Uh, and chickens. If you buy a chicken, one of those little things that are an easy-peasy way to have dinner, rotisserie chickens in the bags. Mm-hmm. I was in the unmentionable K. Rogers store that I uh, last week or earlier this week when I had my uh, meltdown over rudeness and stupid people. And I did, though, however, Kroger, uh, which uh, suggests that um, this whole thing is a scam. If you buy these chickens um, at other stores, they're so little, they're like Cornish hens. But Kroger has a step up to what appears to be a real chicken. It's bigger and it costs more. And it's um, free range or whatever the case may be. But I had one of those last night because I bought it maybe Monday when I had my uh, flip out there. And it was a real chicken. Uh, It was bigger. These little bitty ones, I swear, they're not even chicken. It's some kind of a a mold that they put in something. (laughs) It's, It's just not chicken. And it's tiny and there's not much meat on it. 
So we can transfer now to this Buffalo Wild Wings story. One more frivolous lawsuit. Or is it? Sid has the story. This guy's in Chicago, and I don't know if it does. I guess he often eats there, but he says that it, it, it says he expected he was eating boneless chicken wings and that, that it that it was actually wings at a buffalo wild wings and now he finds out that the boneless chicken wings aren't wings they're made from chicken breast well sir well i'll tell you what i think in why are you surprised i i know do you, who doesn't know that though like i don't know he's filed, he filed a class action lawsuit i guess with some other people because because of that because uh, he was unaware and they aren't the only place that sells boneless chicken wings. They're little wads of meat or something uh, right. that are hot or mild, but they're, they, there's no bones in them. So what do you think they are? Also, they don't come from buffaloes, turns out. Yeah. That's well, also that. one more problem. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. But, but when you eat a wing with a bone in it, there's dark meat and there's a little bit of white meat. When you're eating a chicken... A boneless wing it's all white so did he not ask or not notice when the first time he ever ate there did he not look on the menu that their menu says uh where is it in the story at all juicy all white chicken is the way that their website describes its boneless wings so well so is it misleading or is it just nothing to be concerned about and how many times has he done this before somebody put the idea in his head to file a lawsuit, which is everybody's, you know, fave new thing. Let's just sue him. I know. And so I guess, it, so I tried to go and look at the menu and see if they were in fact charging more because that's his problem too. Um, but there, there are no, if you go online, you can't see prices. Mm. But but he, he the, the, had the plaintiff and other consumers known that the products were not actually chicken wings, they would have paid less for them or wouldn't have purchased them at all. Don't you have blah, other blah, things blah, blah. to worry about, <laughs> sir? I mean, Gosh almighty. What does he think of their cauliflower wings? Because there are such a there is such a thing on their menu. I saw it. Uh, <laughs> I mean oh, So is ridiculous. there any chicken in the in the uh, cauliflower? Let's let's bitch about that now. Somebody will. It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, but he has a class action suit, so others agree. They've been selling these things the same way for a long time. And you just now caught on to this? Come I know. On, dude. So there, there's not an official response from them yet, but but on, in a tweet Monday, Buffalo Wild Wings said, It's true. Our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. Our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo. <laughs> 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 Laughing emojis, about 10 of those after it. Probably, yeah. I saw some comments here oh. on this website uh, that I go to sometimes, and there were comments from those uh, in reaction to the story, uh, Wesley Burke says restaurants have been cheating us out of bones for years. Well, that's probably true. Uh, this lady who is a weaponry curator says this is a matter for Congress, not the courts. Good point. And that's the exact kind of crap that Congress deals with is garbage like this. And then the discussion about I mean, is it is it actually chicken to even start with? It's chicken, I guess, but it's white meat and there's no bone in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this is so difficult to understand and why it's a it's a waste of time for attorneys and judges over bone or not to bone.
<laughs> uh, see what you did there. Uh, yeah, breast yeah. or not I, the breast? <laughs> I've got uh, a couple of other things that I thought were fairly interesting. Uh, I didn't bring this up to Bill, but the headline led me to a, a thought. Inmate serving a 400-year sentence gets good news. The sentence is now only 200 years. No, well, okay. Okay. This guy was convicted of a robbery in 1989 in Florida. This is, it's, you put your trust in attorneys and in judges and people to do the right thing. This guy is now 57 years old. He's been in jail for 34 years. There was no evidence, it is turned up, linking him to this robbery in 1988 apart from an eyewitness ID that was probably incorrect, says CBS News. Holmes was convicted of being the getaway driver for two men who robbed a guy uh, outside some convenience store uh, in 88, and they gave him 400 years in prison. Although one person, one eyewitness, said, yep, that's him. But it took 34 years to find out that the guy was innocent, he was not there, and they have turned him loose. So I guess he won't get a chance to live for 400 years in prison. Do you believe this crap? It's yeah, just... this this happens more often than, than we, know, we yeah. hear about, more often than we'd like to think. Is was it judges he, or lawyers? Or it's just unbelievable. Was he given a, a compensation of any kind or just let loose with, okay, we took away most of your life and you know, yeah. wrongly, but uh, here yeah. you go. Have, enjoy the rest of your life now, all maybe 20 years of it. You know, some of these stories do mention that they get some kind of cash on the way out. This one did not. So I'm not sure, sure, sure that that is, um, is the case or not, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, a couple of things, or we won't find out because no one's saying and no one cares. Right. This will be out of the news cycle in about an hour. Um, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, this guy is a is an interesting, if if um, annoying, dude, but a fine filmmaker. And this is a guy that uh, had a wealth of knowledge about film because he always loved the movies and he worked in a video store. And I, I saw either a documentary on him or some kind of backstory about how he got into making his, his, own, his, his own movies. It's been 30 years now, which blows me away again, since I have no sense of time about anything, but it's been 30 years. So he is making what he says is his last movie. <clears throat> uh, Does it say how old he is here? Um, it Probably doesn't really. I don't think he's that old, uh, but he has done some incredible work. Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, uh, one and two, which were both great. He is known for his, his the uh, bloodiness and the gore. And Inglorious Bastards was about the Nazis and about how they, one idea how they could have killed Hitler and all of his his people. Um, Django Unchained. He's tackled issues about race a lot. And what was the one where they were all trapped in a cabin in the winter with Jeff Bridges? and? Oh, that was so good. Uh, I can't remember that either. But um, he says that this is his last work. 
and it is an attack, it would seem, on critics. The movie is his tenth and final film. The movie critic is what it's called. Hasn't begun to shoot yet. Uh, he believes that that directors, as they get older, they don't get any better. The worst films they make are usually their last four at the end of it. He is about the quality of the film, not and that one bad film F's up three good ones, which may be a pretty good point. Steven Spielberg keeps turning out movies that are likely pretty eye-pleasing, but when you've done things like you know Schindler's List and E.T. and Close Encounters and all of that stuff, and you get to be into your 70s, are you still doing things that the public finds to be relevant? This last film of his, The Fablemans, whatever it was, was about his his life. It was a box office stiff, and he didn't win any kind of you know, award for it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that was a great movie too, about the Sharon Tate uh, killing and how that was stopped. So he's big on the uh, fantasizing of what might have been. In this one, uh, he takes on critics, and maybe it features some real-life people. He will embellish them, as he always does, and use his bombastic approach to the making of film. So we'll see if he's going to be gone or not. Uh, the cast is not yet set, but they've mentioned Brad Pitt, Christoph Waltz, who's been in two of his, of his films, Samuel L. Jackson, who is just one of our best ever, who was big in Pulp Fiction. Leo DiCaprio was in Django Unchained, and the list goes on. So we'll see if he does anything with this or not. He's, uh, he's 59. He's 59, yeah. and I forgot about the Hateful Eight. That was the Remember one. That? In, that was the one in the cabin. Yeah, that was in, yeah. That was in the yeah, yeah. So, All right, um, Richie Sambora. Now, anybody who's heard us uh, for years knows uh, I am no fan of uh, Bon Jovi. Um, the only part of that band that I like, and I believe that that was the engine that drove that machine, was the guitar player, Richie Sambora. If you ever heard any of his uh, solo work, which we play, it's he's, he's extremely good. And the album called Stranger in This Town that is also about 30 years old or 25 years old is a fantastic record. And he left Bon Jovi a decade ago, maybe, and because the, the hits were over and they toured endlessly and Sambora had his own problems with uh, some bad habits and he got cleaned up. John Bon Jovi, in the meantime, has seemingly lost his voice we had some tape we played last year, <clears throat> uh, which had his voice on it and nothing else. And it sounded like he was either handicapped and couldn't, you know, form the words or was drunk. It was really bad. But it seems he has blown his voice out and can't sing or he can't hear. Um, and therefore, he, he it just sounds way, way off. So Sambora did an interview with a radio station because the announcer here is a British gal but he says that he is likely headed back to Bon Jovi there are people that love this band and their hits and they had some 
And then when they ran out of steam, uh, what killed it for me even more was trying to do an album that was played on country radio. Boy, did that suck and go nowhere fast. So the best move they could make is to get Sam Bora back in the band because he co-wrote most of the songs that were hits and he sang with John. And so I'm guessing that this in part is Bon Jovi wanting him back in the band to sing and to play and to uh, reinstate Bon Jovi as a real band. So let's hear this audio of what Sambora had to say about the future of Bon Jovi. Got a new one coming out probably at the end of the end of March or the beginning of April. And with Bob Rock. Oh, and great. it's it's a rock record. Yeah, it's a lot of fun and the the songs are good and I'm I'm thrilled, man. I can't wait to get out and play again. So don't forget your lives. I don't know when John's gonna get his voice together and that's gonna happen, but if we got, go, we have you, to get out there and do it for the fans, really. I feel it's like an obligation. I've had such a privilege and an opportunity. And, and, and this is not you know, I mean, it's really the truth. It's like, my life is pretty good. Always has been. I get to do what I love to do for a living, and it's a damn good living, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, you know, I've, I never really stopped, really. Yeah, you haven't stopped at all. That's, uh, that's at true. Because you brought loads of solo albums out. We were not, I mean, we were crazy, man. I mean, we mm. would tour for, well, we had, uh, after, when I left, we had the two biggest tour, one of the three biggest back-to-back -back world tours in history. Rolling Stones were first, Grateful Dead, believe it or not, were number two, and we were number three. And one was 16 and a half months, and one was 18 and a half months. And I'm the guy to see it through from the beginning. So you write the song, and then I am in the studio 24-7 every day. I go to mastering. Then you do a press tour for a month, you do 20 countries in a month. And then it's uh, 16 and a half months or 18 and a half months tour. You miss a lot of life. You yeah. come home, people are dead. Yeah. They're divorced. The kids are up. The kids have know, all like, grown up. It's, like, it's like really <laughs> wild, man, you know? So, so do you think you might write some more music with Bon Jovi as well as your solo stuff? Oh, if he doesn't let me, he's crazy. I'm on a tear, you know? So, I, Actually, you know, I did write that other stuff too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's a misnomer when people go, just because the name is on, you know, that's the name. We just couldn't think of anything else, really. There you go. All right. Uh, you know, what you should do is um, we play three songs off of that album. Uh, this album was just a fantastic, it was probably overlooked because no one really knew, knew, knew who he was unless they were a real fan of, of Bon Jovi and realized that he was the stronger half as far as talent, in my estimation. We should pull up um, Mr. Blues Man. Let's play that in a minute. All right. Uh, thanks to our friend Alan at his shop, Alan's Automotive, on Winfield Street, uh, kind of in the area of South Haven and White Haven at 51. Yellow and Blue Building, the Napa know-how people, and uh, they supply him with various things, and he has the talent and the brains to fix your vehicle with his staff. And he has taken care of my cars for 20-plus years and can do the very same for you. He has equipment that other people don't have to test the, all the chips, all the new parts of cars that 
make them mess up. So it's a it's a it's an ever changing business that requires new testing gear to see what really is wrong with it and what should be replaced. It's a complicated business, and you really don't understand that until you see. He did my truck about a month ago, and the list of things he had to change and fix would, was unbelievable. All the filters and all the things that make your thing run right. So don't disregard the need to maintenance your car. It'll last longer. It'll run forever if it is maintenanced properly, and Alan takes care of all of that for you. Uh, don't just stop by. Make an appointment and talk to him because he knows what he's talking about, and he can make everything better for you. 332-3279. Allen's Automotive. Thank you, sir, for being a great friend uh, and a colleague over the years. We appreciate you. A few more things I wanted to hit. Um, let's see here. We are concerned, those of us that garden and have flower beds and trees and grow vegetables and things like that. The weekend forecast is a bit of a concern. And I looked this up. Now, night before last... I got up really early to check how cold it was, and it was about 31 or 30 degrees, but only for about two hours, which they say does not make that much of a difference. The problem we have had this year around here is that things bloomed about two weeks early. Um, they started to bloom in late February, and that's too soon. Uh, we have azaleas uh, that were deader than dead, and they have all... Uh, you know, greened up for the most part. And some of them have got blooms on them. And that's too soon. Uh, the uh, the uh, dogwood trees started to bloom and then they have been paused because of all this cold. And the weekend forecast is a little bit daunting because they have, I think it's on Friday night and uh, Saturday night, lows in the upper 20s. Is this damaging? Because the last thing you want to see is your entire yard dead uh, after it's just gotten going. And so this is a problem. Uh, it says here, check the sky conditions. Frost, also called white or hoar frost, H-O-A-R, occurs when the air temperature dips below 32 degrees. And ice crystals form on plant leaves, injuring and sometimes killing tender plants. Uh, the clear, calm skies and falling afternoon temperatures are usually the perfect condition for frost. If they're falling fast under clear skies with wind out of the northwest, it may indicate the approach of polar air and a hard freeze. A hard or killing frost is based upon movements of large cold air masses. So um, if you have, let's say, any kind of thing that could be called a tropical plant, it should be inside. And even the garage, they say, may not be enough. What we hope for this weekend, this is the upside. If it's cloudy, you might be in luck. If it's cool but clouds are visible, your plants might be protected. During the day, the sun's heat warms the earth. When the sun sets, the heat radiates upward, which lowers the ground temperature. So these clouds will trap the heat and keep the warmer temperatures closer to your plants, preventing a frost. It's also, it seems from my, my research here, it depends upon how long it's cold. Uh, the coldest time of the day, it seems to me, is between, 
you know, 4 and 7 a.m. And then it starts to go up. But they have it at like 26 for one night. And I went, oh, no, please don't kill everything. Yeah, I know. And that's my biggest fear. <laughs> Excuse me. So I saw some people in uh, Midtown that had these, these tarps over their uh, flower beds, which may or may not help. But it's going to be a bit warmer today and tomorrow before the rain comes in. So maybe the ground will stay you know, warm enough to prevent this from being a problem. Because the last thing we need is to have everything that's trying to bloom killed. Because all the Bartlett pear trees are, are in bloom and various things in various spots of the area have are out there two weeks too early. So for goodness sake, don't plant anything now. No tomatoes because they're very gentle. It'll kill them right quick. Oh, yeah, uh, I love heat. But let's just hope that this does not destroy all the beautiful yards and all the landscaping we all spend so much money and time on. Uh, that would be a bummer. So let's hope that that is not going to happen. Let's see. What else do we have? I guess we pretty much covered all of this stuff. Uh, Wes's new podcast is coming up. The topic sounds great. What is it? It's about Marvel and... Yep, I'm going to be grading the plan that just kind of got leaked about what Marvel is planning to do with their movies and TV shows over the next three years or so, and giving a kind of rundown of some of the characters involved in these things that may not be as well known to the general public. Very good. That cool. sounds interesting, and we'll look forward to that. And, um, yeah, that sounds good. Basketball tomorrow night, Memphis Tigers, it all starts. And they're on TV at 8.20 ESPN playing Florida Atlantic, a team that has won 30-plus games this year, but they played in a smaller conference and didn't play the same level of competition. So we'll hope for the best for the Tigers on that one. Tigers. And uh, more stories tomorrow about some things I have kept from, from today, and we'll get into those. And uh, John Morant you know, will be back in practice on Monday. The NBA suspension was for eight games. That came a little bit too late, or a bit late, considering how long this has been. Well, this happened, what, last Friday night in Denver? Um, so eight-game suspension, he, but, he, but he's already uh, been out for six games, so only two more games is he out. He returns to his team on Monday. He likely won't start right away, but uh, he has been to some kind of therapy and uh, admitted his mistakes, and he understands how much he has to lose. And I believe that people will embrace him with open arms. We all do dumb stuff at 23 and sometimes at 53 or 73. <laughs> Bring it on. The kid deserves some support. He messed up bad. But he was wise enough to get in front of it and apologize and say, yep, I really messed up. I'm getting help. And he did. So this town will welcome that young man back um, with loud ovations, and yes. he deserves it. He, he fucked up, but he knows it. So let's uh, give the kid a break. And he I doubt he'll ever pull that kind of crap ever again. Because the losses he could maintain, he has contracts. I didn't. He has Nike, and he has two more, too, I didn't realize. So he has, he he has some drink, I forgot, body armor Yeah, or some drink, or a power aid or some, some. And for Cowboy fans, oh, Ezekiel yeah. Elliott is gone. Bye. You were good for two years, and now it's time to let Mr. Pollard run the football. 
So Zeke Pollard. Elliott was cut by the Cowboys yesterday and then made some more trades, and they all look pretty good for football fans. So um, those are uh, some things just to mention. Good luck with your brackets. All this begins today on the TV. Let me check, in case you don't know and don't have time to look it up, let me be your guide. Uh, what channel are NCAA games on today? I thought uh, I saw the Tigers were on TNT tomorrow night, but... I could be wrong. I can find out, though, in a matter of moments. Um, let's see here. The games... Uh, stop with these ads. God, please. Let's <laughs> see here. Uh, why can't you just tell me when this image is on? And we're not going anywhere until I find this answer. They have all the start times here, and not a one of them says what. This just is annoying. Who is broadcasting? Thank you. Uh, this happens every year. True TV is owned by one of the networks, I think. It's on that, on their app, and Fubo TV. Uh, ESPNU has some of the games, ESPN.com live stream and the ESPN app. Let me see what it says about the Tigers. I thought it was ESPN, but I could be wrong. Let me find this real quick. Uh, I looked this morning. Let me see. Where are you? Okay. Anytime would be great. Uh, TNT. Sid's right. Memphis and Florida Atlantic, who is 31 and 3. Tigers 26 and 8. 820 tomorrow night on TNT. There are games all over the place, so you need to check your your internet thing and find out where the games that you want to see are on. Tigers are two and a half point favorites. Go Tigers go and we'll wish yeah. them well and we'll check you all later. On the topic of Mr. Sambora, Richie, he really this album caught everybody off guard and mainly people in the business. This guy that worked for a for, for his label played me this record a long time ago, and I had no idea who it was and would never have guessed that it was the guy that wrote and sang on all the hits by Bon Jovi. He's a great guitarist and a great lyricist and uh, has done some fine work. So here's a tune. It's a, it is his tribute to his hero, Eric Clapton, Richie Sambora doing Mr. Blues Man.